0: This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of 20th Century Boy is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Head to manscaped.com and enter the code RADIOMIKE for 20% off your next purchase with free worldwide shipping. That's code RADIOMIKE with no spaces at manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. <laughs> Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Ronnie Mike, and this is the inside of my mind, baby. Welcome to my podcast, 20th Century Boy, a podcast by me, Radio Mike, a young writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia, living his life. Sometimes it's easier than other times. Life, you know, I've heard it said before, but it's like a box of chocolates. You really don't know what you're going to get. But actually, at the moment, life's been pretty good. Um, My name is, of course, Radio Mike, not Runio Mike, but the reason I, I start each show with a different variation on my name, which is just a bit of fun. I liken it to how in The Simpsons they do the chalkboard gags every episode. You know, just a bit of fun. You don't have to read them if you don't want to. But if you do, get a cheeky little joke in there at the start of the show. And I like that. Um, Welcome to the podcast, 20th Century Boy. The conversations you wish you were having. The conversations you want to be having. But your friends don't have conversations like I do on this pod- podcast. This is a weekly conversation between me and you, except it's totally one-sided. You can't reply. It's basically just me talking at you. And to be honest, that's fine. It's fine for me. You can talk back. You just ha- can't do it in real time. But you can on any of my socials, radio.mic, gmail.com, comment on the YouTube video versions of this podcast, um, as well as that. You can go to radiomike.com.au slash contact. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. And thanks to everyone who does. But guys... Uh very quick one and I'll do more about this at the end but of course as always if you like this show and if you've if you if this is if you're listening every week and tuning in the best way to support me is to give a dollar a month at patreon.com/radiomike I know it sounds like a broken record but that is the best way to support me um producer pat and I have been doing some workshopping of how we can make the patreon a little bit better but first of all Patreon josh newest member of the Patreon at the $4.50 tier. Thank you for jumping on board. Really appreciate it. Uh, you are officially the winner of the Simpsons T-shirt, which I every week I forget. I'm going to hold it up for the camera. I'm going to get it. Pause here. Bring the bring the T-shirt for the camera. Here it is. Patreon Josh, you win the Can I Borrow a Feeling Simpsons themed uh, fun little T-shirt that I have because you... With the next, I said the next person to sign up at the $4.50 tier wins. You've won it. Congratulations. You are a legend. Thank you for getting on board. Guys, follow Josh's lead. Jump on the board, the Patreon. I have wrapped over in TV world now, so I'm finished up. I'm going to have much more time. The Pat and Mike show will hopefully be much more consistent now. I know me and Pat are getting to that. That's a bonus podcast on the Patreon, by the way, for you Um, Me and Pat are getting together tomorrow to record a couple of those. But here's a new initiative. Again, we'll talk more about it at the end. I think there needs to be something that can feed you into the Patreon. And I I know not everyone can support the Patreon, but if you can spare a dollar, like jump on for a month and jump off, right? I always say $12 a year, which is a dollar a month, is three coffees a year. If you think this podcast is worth three coffees a year, jump on the Patreon. I know it's free, but, you know, a dollar a month, that's not that much. And it really goes a long way to helping us. Like if you give $12 a year, which is a dollar a month, you basically pay for a month of this podcast being hosted online. Not quite, but you essentially pay for that. And that's great. That is an incredible contribution from a listener. But here's what I'll say. New thing launching on the Patreon. This is a new thing. I want to officially hard launch it here. I'm going to do it every week. It's the it's the 20th Century Boy Overflow. And what it is is basically you finish the podcast at the end of the podcast. I say, Hey, now I'm going to talk about this over on the Patreon." It's not, you still get the full 20th century boy. That doesn't change. You get the full podcast, but basically on the overflow, I'm going to talk about stuff that I wouldn't normally talk about on the podcast stuff from my personal life or my private life that I don't generally want to be public. If you're contributing a dollar a month or more, um, you will get, uh, all that stuff. Highlights coming up. Well, this week, just as a plug, I'm going to be talking all about. Uh, I will talk a bit about on Twentieth Century Boy, but I'm going to be talking in more, much more detail, um, the process of recording Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. So, if you are a Hamish and Andy fan and you want to know about how we record that and what we did over in Sydney this week, just j- jump on the Patreon for a month, a dollar listen to it. You'll get three more for the month because it'll be every week and it'll be up as soon as the podcast is up. That's what the overflow is. You finish the podcast, you head over to the Patreon and the overflow is there as well. You keep going for another 20 minutes for something a little bit more personal. Um, Jump on and then cancel after the month. And then if another one comes up, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll jump on for this month as well. You get four, right? Jump on for the overflow. Um, cancel it when you're sick of it. And then if I tease something again that you want to hear, great. Next week here's a great, here's a great solicit. I vowed that I would never tell this story anywhere on air, but if you're a patron, you're getting it. Next week on the overflow, I will be telling the story of how I sharted on a date. Last year, or maybe two years ago now, I sharted on a date. Embarrassing for me, hear the full story over on the overflow, right? Give, give the dollar, give $2, give whatever you want listen to the month's worth of overflows, bit of bonus content, plus some pattern mics. And uh, then if you want to cancel, cancel, or just stay on. You might enjoy them. That's the kind of stuff, you know, dating life, personal and family life, um, any stuff that I can't necessarily talk about too publicly, like the Remembering Project stuff, I can't necessarily be like, this is what we do in a public space, but the Patreon, that's fine. Also, uh. The, I'm pretty sure at the moment, it's going to be the 12, $12.50 tier and above new perk for $12.50 and above. You get my phone number. If you're on that tier, send me a message on Patreon. I'll give you my phone number. You can text me whenever you want. Um, You can call me. I probably won't pick up calls just because I don't, but feel free to text me and you have a direct line to me. If you have any feedback of, of, of this podcast, you get my phone number $12.50 and above on the Patreon little perk for you. So the overflow starts this week. It'll be up right now. Jump on the Patreon, get the overflow. You get a podcast feed that you can add to your podcast app and it'll just flow in. Um, yeah, the overflow is up now this week, talking all about Hamish Dandy. That is a quick plug. Um, there is more to come on the Patreon slowly as we are able to um, get everything out. The reason I started this week's episode with Runio Mike is because a little bit of a proud moment. Did my first five kilometre run in about six years. Um, and uh, on my birthday last year, 12th of December, 2021, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm out of shape again. And I realise if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, you will know that throughout this podcast, I've gone in waves of being like, I'm out of shape. No, 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 blah, blah. blah, blah. Getting fit, getting out of fit, getting back fit. Started running again on December 12th, 2021 have run a lot. I'm on Strava. A bunch of people followed me on Strava. Thanks for that. I, uh, I ran my first f- five kilometers for a very long time and I was super proud and happy with it. And I think I, funnily enough, I was at the sort of wrap party for The 100, the TV show I've, w- I've been working on and Dilruk Jayasinna, friend of the show, has appeared on my Harry Potter podcast. Lovely, awesome dude. And uh, I was talking to Dil and I was like, hey man, I'm like, I feel like I'm so close to doing a 5K, but I'm just like, I'm stopping at 4K every time. Like, what tips do you have? Like, what advice? Because Dil's really into his fitness and running and stuff. He's a stand-up comedian, by the way, really funny guy. And he said to me, he actually said something really nice and I wanted to share it, you know, because that, well, that's what this podcast is about. It's a blog about my life, essentially. And he said you know what, man? It's kind of like your podcast content. You start day one, you put something out and it's probably shit, but because you've showed up every week, all the, now people see your content, people see your stuff and it's really good. And people like it because you've done the work and you've showed up every week for like, you know, 200 weeks now. And he said, it's the same with running and same with fitness you don't have to do an amazing job every time. It's just about showing up every day or showing up every second day or whatever it is. It's just about showing up and doing it and you get better. So don't put pressure on yourself to do a 5k. If you can't yet, that's fine. When you can, you'll do it. And then, you know, gave it a a few days and then yeah, did a 5k. Just didn't feel like I had to stop. Didn't feel tired. Got to 3K and was like easy, easy, could do another kilometre. Got to 4K and I was like tired-ish. But I was like, I'm definitely going to do the 5K. And I did it. Six-minute kilometres, which is like not too bad, you know. I'm not an expert runner. So I'm fine with six-minute kilometres. I was really happy with that. But I'm really happy. Still going with my fitness. Still feeling really good. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, I decided, you know... I've been hanging on to the same clothes for many, many years, having the exact same kind of style for a very, very long time. So over the weekend, when I got back from Sydney, I decided uh, to ask my housemate for to basically give me a brand new style. So me and her went out to the city and went out shopping, and I, I am now brand new mic nearly wanted to start the show with n- new eo mic because i have a brand new style um so i really like it i'm really happy with it it's very inner inner north inner melbourne went to uniqlo to pick stuff up spent about 6 or 700 dollars whatever whatever um budgeted for 1000 so you know really ended up on top but I uh, went to Uniqlo in the city in uh, I think it's in the Emporium here in Melbourne, which is opposite Melbourne Central. Went to Uniqlo, got all my stuff, tried it all on, did some matching, loved it all. You know, you'll start seeing photos of me in my brand new style, whatever. New me, new Mike. get used to it, guys. I ain't changing. Well, I have to. Well, actually, fundamentally, I have changed and that's the whole point of this. But anyway, here's the crazy thing about Uniqlo, which I think is I think it's a Japanese brand, which makes sense because it's really futuristic, but you have a big, you know, you put all your stuff in in the basket, clothing, shirts, pants, socks, jumpers, jackets, and I've never seen this anywhere else. Maybe if you shop at Uniqlo, you already know what I'm about to say. You don't, it's a self-checkout. You don't scan a single item. You put your basket full of items, probably 30 different clothing items in this basket I'm holding. You put it on the checkout and instantly the checkout goes, this is what's in your basket. We're living in the future and I didn't even know it. How does that work? Is it some microchip technology? Because I put my basket there and it said, this is every item that's in your basket. Didn't scan anything. Instantly, as I put my basket on the checkout, it knew everything in there. How? Can someone explain this to me? This is the future. I can't believe it. Does anyone work at Uniqlo? Does anyone know how it works? Because I was dumbfounded by it. I've, like, you know, you go, why can't they have that at Woolworths, at supermarkets? I hate the self checkouts at supermarkets, they're so bad. A sc- every time I use one, it's like, please wait for assistance. Why? Why does Uniqlo just know exactly what's in my basket without me having to do anything? And Woolworths, I literally scan a bottle of water and it's like, oh, not, nah, nah, get assistance. This is actually, a me- I- I'm putting it out there. This is a message to Woolworths, Coles. Any supermarket, Kmart, any supermarket that uses a self-checkout system, up your game. Because places like Uniqlo, they've got it, and you don't. Why are you... I go to you, Woolworths, more than I go to Uniqlo, but they've got a better system than you. Woolworths and Coles, your I've been... I've actually... I realize I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Maybe I'll do it more in next week's episode. Woolworths and Coles, your self-checkout system suck... I might be boycotting. I'm obviously not going to boycott because you've, you've got a monopoly on, on the uh, supermarket market. Uh, but, uh, you know, consider upgrading your systems. So I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. What with the 5K run, the new fashion style, realizing that we're living in the future. Again, did go into Sydney for Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project, more on the overflow. Jump on the Patreon, it's up there now and uh, just just donate a dollar. That was really fun. Hung out with a friend, and uh, it was very much fly in, fly out. Um, didn't really stay for very long at all. Just recorded and kind of got out of there, but it was fun. Lots of laughs, and, you know, obviously more in the overflow. I did want to talk about MDFs. Don't block the MDF. If you're a new listener, welcome. The number one rule of the show, even if you don't understand it, is don't block the MDF. Just don't do it. Don't block the MDF. Um, of course, this does originate from my university days working at a liquor store called Dan Murphy's in Kew, um, in which there was just on on the wall near the checkouts was a rectangular box attached to the wall. And on that box said, don't block the MDF. It's been a recurring gag on this podcast and my life for coming up to 10 years now. And now it's a, it's it's got a life of its own. Recently, I've got these Don't Block the MDF stickers and I've been putting them all around Melbourne. So if you see one, take a photo with one and I'll send you out a free one and you can pay it forward by putting that somewhere in your local area. I want Don't Block the MDF stickers all over the world. There's a bunch here in Kensington. If you're in the area, you should be able to see a few. MDF manager Harrison, of course, who worked with me at Dan Murphy's and has been a recurring character on this show. He's actually been doing the same thing. He's been leaving Don't Block the MDF stickers around his travels. He sent this message in this week.
1: Hey, Radio Mike, Radio MDF manager here. Just calling to say thanks uh, for the donation to MDF HQ and the current uh, Don't Block the MDF awareness campaign that you've been doing on your podcast. It's, um, it's been really helpful that this, uh, this campaign has now been able to go global. Um, for people wanting to find stickers that i have put putting up, they are in Flagstaff Gardens and one is also on the Great Ocean Road uh, between Wye River and Kennet River. Um, so yeah, we'll, um, any photos of those, please send them through. And finally, uh, MDF HQ has informed me that they really need us to do the MDF sting operation soon. Uh, the MDF in queue has unfortunately been experiencing more blockages and we just feel like that the campaign needs to be uh operated in a in a secret spy sort of fashion um you know really need to get that sticker on there um anyway uh hope to hear from you soon and uh get fucked
0: okay so that was mdf manager harrison and the mdf sting that he mentions is basically we both used to work at dan murphy's in queue and the mdf was a running gag that we did and Essentially, we want to get one of my stickers, bring this full circle, one of my merch stickers that says don't block the MDF, we want to put it on the MDF at Dan Murphy's queue that says don't block the MDF, which is the origin of this meme, this shit, shit meme. So we're going to be doing that. I've spoken to Harry. We're going to be doing it in the next week for next week's episode, the MDF thing, and Harry has said he's going to dress as James Bond. <laughs> So keep, that'll be on next week's episode. The MDF sting will finally happen. And please, radiomac.com.au slash merch, pick up a Don't Block the MDF sticker. Put it somewhere in your local town, especially if you're overseas. We need to to spread this message far and wide. Enough about MDFs because, you know, this podcast, like it's a lot about MDFs, but it's not all about MDFs. There is a new movie trailer that launched this week and it's... uh. It's for the Elvis Presley movie. It's called Elvis. It's directed by Baz Luhrmann. Tom Hanks is in it. He plays Elvis's manager. Um, and then it's 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 an unknown actor playing Elvis. I'll play a little bit of the trailer first. Just uh, just hear me out. I wish to promote you, Mister Presley.
1: Walk to party and a jail. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Walk to the We'll be talking about it as president. Well, it's down to you. President Trump. President Trump. I can't move. I can't sing. Martin Luther King. Has
0: been shot to death in Memphis.
1: That's all right for you. Tragedy. But it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us.
0: All right. So, I want to talk about this because I'm so excited for this movie for a number of reasons. I think. Elvis Presley, I think, is a bit aged now. Like, no one's, like... I don't think people are, like, Reggie. He's not... I guess he's not really relevant to modern music at all, Um, which is, I think, a totally reasonable and fair thing to say. But I think his legacy is amazing. I grew up listening to a lot of Elvis because my mum mm. is obsessed with him. Like, most women who were born in the in, like, the 1950s and 60s, Elvis Presley, like, essentially was, like, I don't know like the Harry Styles of that generation, not in the same way. Like, I don't mean that he came from a boy band because he didn't, but, you know, like a real hunky kind of sex appeal kind of character who made really cool music for his time, but also really like love loving music and like sexy music and, and everything like that. I, I love Elvis. Every time I hear Elvis, I think of my mum in, in a good way. Like it makes me think, it just reminds me of my mum. And he's got so many amazing songs. And I think, you know, these old school legacy artists like the Beatles, Elvis, uh, Bob Dylan, those sorts of artists who aren't... Well, I guess the Beatles are still very relevant, but, you know, they're not super relevant, but they have this amazing legacy and people will never forget them. I think, you know, if you haven't listened to much of his songs, to many of his songs, you know, just grab a greatest hits. You'll recognise so many of them and just you know, listen to it in the context of it being a foundational rock and roll album of, like, the 50s, of the 60s, and that's what Elvis kind of was. Like, he was this rock star, rock and roll star of this, like, classic rock music um, with such a unique and powerful singing voice that, you know, I I obviously can't sing like Elvis, but I just think he's, he's such a perfect combination of being a really good musician being a really talented performer and having a lot of sex appeal and appealing to so many people I think I think he's an awesome artist and you should definitely go and you know just put his put his greatest hits on on Spotify and just really enjoy it I um I also think this movie is really exciting there's been a lot of movies I think Bohemian Rhapsody, the the Freddie Mercury movie came out, uh, probably in like 2019, really popular movie, really successful. And, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good movie, really great at incorporating the songs. I thought Rami Malek was great as, uh, as Freddie Mercury. I thought it was awesome. But, um, after that, this kind of as it normally happens, this tidal wave of music biopics started coming out. Or not even biopics, but there was very soon after was Rocket Man, the Elton John story, which was a musical. Didn't like that at all. I watched it recently, but I didn't like it. Probably because I'm less familiar with Elton John's music, and he's another one of those legacy kind of acts, uh, same as like Billy Joel or something like that. Didn't didn't love uh, the Elton John movie very much rocket man, but I do think rocket man is such an incredible song. Um, They also had yesterday, which wasn't a biopic, but it was, I've done an episode of this podcast about it in season one. It was about uh, the guy who wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed. And he starts writing all their music and becoming really famous. And there is a cameo appearance, not a cameo, but uh, it's hard to, well, the movie's four years old now, basically towards the end of the movie, he goes out trying to escape it all because he becomes too famous and he meets John Lennon. Uh, But in this universe, John Lennon never became a Beatle and never became famous. So instead he's living a really peaceful, relaxing life by the beach and he tells him that he's really happy. And uh, I thought that, and it's very, you know, obviously it's not John Lennon because John Lennon's dead, but it's some actor and you instantly you see him and you're like, Oh, it's John. And I really liked that movie as well. They also did one called Blinded by the Light, which I haven't seen yet, but I know it was similar to yesterday. It was like a a movie about a guy who loved Bruce Springsteen and used the m- music of Bruce Springsteen. Again, don't really know Springsteen's music, so don't, wouldn't really care, but would watch it. Um, because again, I like good music. I respect these kinds of musicians, um. So I know there's been a lot of those. Um, I mean, if you want to go way back, 8 Mile, Eminem's movie, the origin of the song Lose Yourself essentially was this years before the trend started. Like, an 8 Mile is a really good movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Eminem's life story is really interesting. It's based on his real life, essentially. And yeah, that's a fantastic movie as well that I think came out in 2002. But I might have missed a few as well. I'm sure there's there's more about different, different artists, but these are certainly the biggest ones I can think of for the last few years. But Elvis, I think, you know, they call him the king of rock and roll. And maybe it's just because I did grow up with my mum being obsessed with him, like Elvis paraphernalia all throughout my house growing up. Mum and dad went to Graceland in America, his house. You know, stuff like that, I think is, uh, definitely rubs off on you. And I wonder if like my enjoyment of rock music spurs from that because, you know, my dad used to listen to a lot of U2 and Midnight Oil, which is like an Australian kind of rock band, um, that was really big when my dad was growing up. And yeah, a lot of the music my folks listened to growing up in the car was rock music. And, um, yeah, that's, I feel like that's definitely inspired me and rubbed off on me, but yeah. This Elvis movie looks awesome. I think he has such an interesting life story. Um, You know, everything that happens in your life when you're that famous and that big and people want a piece of you, essentially. I think it will be really interesting. One thing I want to say is, like, guys who listen to this podcast, and, and girls, anyone really, but specifically the boys, you know, some of you might think of Elvis and be like, oh, you know, he's just appealing to the young female demographic. The same way maybe you'd say like Harry Styles does that or Niall from One Direction does that or who's another artist? I don't know. Any artist that you're like, oh, he's just appealing to to young women. Well, maybe that's true. But to be honest, I love a bit of Harry Styles. I think his music is really good. Um, You know, but here's one thing for you. Elvis Presley's song, Can't Help Falling In Love With You, is... Without a doubt, one of the best songs ever written. It's not an argument. We all know it. Elvis Presley's song, Can't Help Falling In Love With You, one of the best songs in the world.
1: is men say only food.
0: Boys, I'm talking to you man-to-man here. I'm sorry, but if you haven't dreamed of singing that song to your girlfriend and her crying, you're not a real man. We've all thought it. I'm sorry. Tell me now that you don't love that song and you don't want to be vulnerable in that moment and sing that song to the woman you love. Whoa. Tell me guys. Elvis Presley's song Can't Help Falling in Love With You is objectively one of the best and most beautiful songs ever written. I'm being vulnerable, guys. Meet me here. Meet me here. It is a beautiful song. We all wanna we all wanna find the girl that we just can't help falling in love with. I'm sorry, I can't I just can't help it. Like hey, you're too lovable. I can't help it. I am falling in love with you. Can't help it. Guys. It's a beautiful song. In fact, ring the podcast hotline, 1-800-438-353. Gentlemen who listen to the show, who love their girlfriends. And I'm g- next week, if enough come in, I doubt it will. Next week, profess your love to your girlfriend on the show. Next week, I'm going to play all of the professions of love with this running underneath.
1: Why is
0: Meet me there, guys. Let's be vulnerable together profess your love (laughs) 1-800-438-353. If we get one of them, if we get one person, I will love it. Someone, someone just do it. Someone take it for the team. Anyway, continuing the, uh, the music discussion. This could be a a weekly thing. I think this could be a cool thing we can do. I, I posted over on Instagram when I was heading to Sydney, I posted over on Instagram, um, uh, like ask me anything kind of thing, and someone said best be, top three Blink One Eighty Two songs, and I posted them. It spur- spark- sparked a lot of discussion. I also did my top three Green Day songs, and then someone asked about my top three Good Charlotte songs, who I was never too into, but I did do them. But I can't believe I've never done this on the show. I do I do want to do my top three Blink One Eighty Two songs because they are my favorite band, and I would love your opinions. Here's a solicit for you. Let me know your favorite Blink One Eighty Two song. What is your favourite and why? Give a, give a bit of thought to it, guys. Why is it your favourite Blink-182 song? Because they do have a lot of good songs. Good pop-punk bangers. Now, the three I've narrowed it down to, and a lot of people were saying, ah, oh, Aliens Exist. You know, if you're a fan of Blink, you know that song. It's not a very good song. I'm sorry, guys. It's not, in, it's not even in the top 20 for me, I'm sure. Number three, the third best... People might not like that it's third as opposed to first, but the third best Blink-182 song of all time is, of course... Why? Why is it growing up? Damn it, growing up. Well, this is, without a doubt... I just said that Elvis Presley's Can't Help Falling In Love is the most beautiful song ever written. Damn it, Growing Up by Blink-182. And I'm just, I'm actually going to say this. No shame at all. It is the greatest breakup song ever written. There, I said it. It is the greatest breakup and coming of age song ever written. It's a pop-punk banger. It has an iconic guitar intro. You, You know it. The lyrics are great. Actually, this week, your homework for the podcast sit down and read the lyrics to that song. Heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching. I guess this is growing up. You know, those lyrics themselves are so profound, I think, especially when you're young and listening to that song. It's so powerful. And Mark Hoppus, who is singing this song, there's two singers in Blink, Tom and Mark. This is Mark. You don't hear him sing that, uh, aggressively in, in many of their other songs. He usually has a much more kind of passive, strong but passive voice, but it's very ag- aggravated here. Well, is that is their third best song. Um, undoubtedly, name a better breakup song than that. If, you, if you're feeling shit, go for a run and put this song on.
1: Well, this
0: Guarantee you, 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 you it's, it's the best. Second best song, of course, don't care if you disagree, this is my opinion, is this. Okay, I Miss You by Blink-182. Why is it their second best song of all time? Well, I'll explain it now. This song is undoubtedly the most experimental song they ever did with that, like, hip-hop kind of drum loop. That bass comes in. And that bass in that song, Mark Hoppus, the bassist, is actually playing a stand-up bass. Like, he's playing a double bass, not a bass guitar. He's he's actually plucking a double bass, which I think is really cool. Um, This is, I think, the most experimental, um, complex, lyrically kind of jarring song. Um I know a lot of people make fun of Tom's vocals in this song. Your time on- Whatever. I think this is like this was in 2003 in their very experimental pre-breakup stage. This song I just think is the, is like the most creative song they ever did that totally expanded the horizons of what this band could be and blended so many musical styles and blended the strengths of all three members of the band it's their second best song their best song though without any doubt is uh, is feeling this
1: hey,
0: And the reason feeling this is their best ever song, um, and I could go in more detail, but the reason it's their best ever song is because uh it is the perfect example of what Blink 182 is, should be, and strives to be still to this day. In that it is it's a it's a dark pop punk kind of song in which both singers uh share vocals at different points, and uh It is musically complex. Like, listen to... There's four different vocal parts going on here. And this was the first track on that 2003 album that I mentioned where they were really experimental. And it's the perfect bridge of that old blink 182, like the all the small things kind of Blink, the rock show Blink, that real just pop punk energy into this more mature sound. I know people will disagree with this, by the way, because um people don't like the quote-unquote new Blink songs, but uh, that's my definitive ranking. Honourable Mentions, they they got back together after two breakups. Honourable Mentions are their, after their first breakup, the best song they wrote post that breakup was after midnight a really beautiful the little alternative rock song
1: like
0: on, and of course their kind of comeback song when tom delong was replaced by matt skiba Bored to death incredible song almost makes my top 3 Let me know yours, send them in. And next week I'll do my top three green day because I did them on my story, but I want to do, and send in a band, like send in, hey Mike, tell me your top three uh, Eminem songs or whatever you want. Just send it in if you're interested and I'll do it on the show, top three songs. Um, One song that I do really want to talk about, this is a music heavy episode, but you know, whatever, it's my podcast guys. Actually, before I get into this, let's uh, quickly take a very quick break. Thanks, Mike. Hey, guys, sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. At the moment, if you go to Manscaped.com and use the code RADIOMIKE at the checkout, you will get 20% off your next purchase. I know you're like, what is Manscaped.com, Mike? Well, Manscaped.com is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Guys, I've said it. This whole sponsorship, I've said it. People, whoever you're into, they don't want to do mouth stuff on a hairy willy. They just don't. Use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Pick it up, 20% off. Code Radio Mic. No spaces, just Radio Mike. Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of the hair down there reduces the risk of ingrown hairs which are really gross and can be very painful speaking from experience here reduces the risk of little nicks and cuts and everything like that it is a really easy smooth clean shave once you're done you can clean it all up with the ball deodorant and ball toner that they give you as well it's everything you need for your ball sack to make it smooth clean your penis as well sorry guys this is hey guys are we mature about this? Can we talk about this? I can, are you mature about it? I don't know. Clean it all up down there, Lawnmower 4.0. You know what? Getting older, getting all these gross nose hairs, I don't want them. How can I handle them? Oh, I don't know. The Weed Whacker from Manscaped, using code Radiomike at checkout for 20% off, gets rid of all your gross nose hairs that are getting too long. Just you, I use it like once a week, I'll just do a little whip through, get all those nose hairs out. Also for ears, I don't really get ear hairs, but it's good for ear hairs if you're getting a few ear hairs. Guys, honestly, my philosophy on this is be more attractive. Use these products. Be more attractive. Use code Radio Mike for 20% off the Lawnmower 4.0. Clean yourself up. When you're young, I know a lot of people are younger than me who listen to this podcast. You start dating. You start going out with boys, girls, whoever you're into going out with, you start going out with. And honestly, people appreciate... People who groom, I've said it before, the bar is really low guys, particularly for men. For women who date men, the bar is really low. Just by having a shaved ball sack and penis, you actually elevate yourself so much. Just by taking care of basic grooming things, you actually elevate your attractiveness so much. That's what I think anyway. I'm I'm not a woman. I'm not speaking. Anyway, whoever you're into, girls, you can use it too. I know it says manscaped, but it works perfectly well down there for girls as it does for guys. So, Whoever you are, pick it up, 20% off, code Radio Mike at the checkout. And as well as that, you can get a bunch of other stuff, such as the Tool Shed, which is a travel bag that you can take. I took it interstate, put all your toiletries in it. It's really good. It's good quality, and uh, it's, yeah, really good to transport. All of your toiletries, if you're travelling interstate, overseas, whatever it is you're doing, Um, that is another little thing. They do it in packages. 20% off, code Radio Mike at the checkout. Girls as well, if you don't want it for yourself... If your boyfriend or your or your guy friends or your dad is having a birthday or any event coming up, good present idea. Get the 20% off. Maybe don't get a ball trimmer for your dad. I just realized that's really weird. You definitely wouldn't do that. Please don't take my advice on that. But do take my advice on this. Be more attractive. Shave your ball sack. Use code radiomike at manscaped.com for 20% off your next purchase. And with that, let's get back to the podcast now we're probably going to go a bit long on this episode, but that's fine because I have to talk about this because it's just, I rediscovered a song recently. And, uh, back when I was in like year 10, year 10, year 11 at school. So 15, 16 years old, like a lot of people, I went through an emo phase. In fact, I'll one-up you. Went through a screamo phase I mean, who actually likes Screamo? Does anyone actually like Screamo and like come home from a long day at work and go, oh, I just, you know what's going to make me feel much better right now after this long day of work? Just a relaxing glass of wine and a bit of Screamo. You know, when when I'm in bed, if I can't sleep, sometimes I'll just type in on Spotify, relaxing sleep music, get a bit of classical music in my ears, helps me nod off. Are there people going, you know what's going to help me sleep? Screamo. Bit of Screamo will help me sleep tonight. If you actually like Screamo, message in. There's no shame. I just don't get it. Do people actually like Screamo a lot? When I was in year 10, I did. And I want to do a test. So, year 10 and 11, I was in, uh, the, I was that age in 2010, 2011, right? So, 10, 11 years ago now. And uh, there's one song in particular from that era of my life that I was obsessed with. I, it's a screamo song, but I think, I don't know if, what I don't know the history of this band. I don't know if they did any other music. I don't know. Um, but I posted it in the podcast discord, which you can join by the way. And a lot of people seem to remember this song. And I actually remember this being a really f- good song. And I've been listening, it, listening to it on repeat I think it it kind of actually reminds me, aside from all the Screamo lyrics, it reminds me a bit of a so- of Kid Leroy's song, Stay. I don't know why. The song is called, and I'll play a bit for you, and if you recognise... I want everyone, if you recognise the title of this song, or when I play it, if you recognise the song from your emo days, I want you to go on Instagram right now, if you understand it, if you if you recognise it, sorry... And send me what emoji? Is there an emo emoji? Okay. Send me the black heart emoji. If you I've just typed in emo on my chat and it's come up with the black heart emoji. Send it to me. The song is called Things That Rhyme With Orange by a band called I Set My Friends on Fire. The chorus is a banger. Here it is. Radio. All right, if you went through an emo phase and you loved this song as much as me, right now, I want you to send the black heart emoji to me. I used to listen to it with, with my mate, who one of my childhood friends who I grew up with, Alex. He, he introduced me to this song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him on the show. I just to. We haven't talked about this in 10 years. I want to just see if he remembers it. Let's just see if he picks up. Hey, dude. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. I just want to sing one thing for you, and I just want to see what you do, okay? You want to sing something for me? Yes. Am I on some kind of video, radio thing? You're currently on my podcast. Oh, awesome. Ready? Now everyone knows how sleepy I am. <laughs> cool. Alright. I'm going to do it, okay? Okay. Blame it on the...
1: Things that rhyme with orange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wanted you to continue the song. Uh. Blame Uh, it (laughs) on the Corporate skyscrapers in the clouds But if it wasn't for you We wouldn't have all these multiple paths How am I supposed to choose Which one I I belong to That's all I wanted. I just, you know...
1: Oh, uh, okay, cool. That
0: song came up on my Spotify and I hadn't heard it for 10 years and and I remember you introduced me to it in, like, 2010 and so I just wanted to see if you remembered all the words the same
1: way I yep. do. <laughs> I don't know why I remember all the lyrics to that.
0: Do you want... I've got the chorus lined up as, a, as an audio grab. Do you want to just have a quick sing along with me? Uh... <laughs> Sure, okay, here we go. Ready Under the coppery skyscrapers in, in the cloud. But, but if it wasn't, wasn't it for <laughs> you,
1: we'd we <laughs> <would>. love <laughs> oh, this comfortable <is> crap. <laughs> what Did I'm supposed to do I which one I belong to. to? Right. There's
0: obviously some sinking issues, but uh, thank you for joining me on the show.
1: <laughs> no worries, anytime.
0: All right, we'll, we'll uh, try to check out one of their live shows soon if they're still doing one. Yeah, I'd All right. go. All right, awesome, man. Speak to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> there you go. If you, if you want to have a things that rhyme with orange sing along as well, send the black heart emoji twice. That's what I reckon <laughs> because that is a classic emo song that I will never forget and I've been listening to it on repeat. If you haven't listened to this song before... Just go on YouTube right now and type in or, or Spotify. I set my friends on fire. Um, things that rhyme with orange. It's so good. <laughs> but it's so bad. Like you will be shocked. Um, okay, la- <laughs> I don't know why I just had to bring that up. Uh, last thing is a quick grilled update for this week. Uh basically, this week, uh, I just wanted to do a few things. I know they have some new Batman burger. A lot of people were saying, hey, why didn't you get a free one of these? I have contacted Grilled. They've given me a free Batman burger. How good is Grilled? They're the best burgers in the world. Unsponsored? Oh, kind of sponsored. I am their unofficial ambassador. What I've realized is inadvertently or perhaps even vertently, which I assume is the opposite of inadvertently, I've actually become known now as the Grilled guy. Like I'm probably more the Grilled guy than any other kind of guy like no one's like oh it's Mike he's the he's the uh the cool handsome guy no it's like oh Mike the grilled guy like people always tag me in grilled stuff now and I've inadvertently become known as the grilled guy no shame I am currently the unofficial ambassador of grilled um and I have been made aware that in the job description as they're currently hiring a new social media manager because Brooke the old uh, social media manager. God rest her soul. No, nope, she's still alive, but she—I <laughs> don't know why I said God rest her soul. Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> she left. She went to get a new job that's different. Possibly because of me. We don't know. We might never know. In the job description for the new person, I am referenced. <laughs> Like in the, like when you, if you go to apply for this job, it references me and my content. I was like, oh, here's some of the stuff you might interact with on the Grilled socials. Here's an example of a, a little fun campaign we did. And it mentions me and my stuff. So internally at Grilled, I mentioned last week, there are anonymous uh grilled staff members who have who are pushing for my sponsorship to be renewed because they love my content so much apparently but also I'm being used on the job application or the job description amazing but I'm certainly the grilled guy now which is I guess okay I noticed that um Charlie Clawson, who uh is from the Tofop podcast with Will Anderson he was reading ads. So we obviously sell, they sell ads on Tofop and I cut them together and stuff. Charlie and Will read the ads. And uh, in one of his ad reads for the company DoorDash, which is like a delivery, food delivery service, he actually mentions the grilled saga. Um, Have a listen. DoorDash connects you with restaurants you love right now and right to your door. They've teamed up with over 16,000 restaurants across Australia, like McDonald's, KFC, Nando's and Grilled. The a favorite of podcast mics. So this grilled thing has gone so far that it is now referenced in an ad for a different podcast. <laughs> like, it's now referenced in an ad for a different company on a different podcast. <laughs> I've taken it too far. I think I've taken the grilled thing too far, but here's another thing that grilled might be excited about. Uh, I'll just put it out there. In an upcoming episode of Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project, <laughs> Hamish mentions the Grilled Saga. How's that for, a, for a publicity, Grilled? <laughs> In an upcoming episode of Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project podcast, Hamish, Blake, mentions the Mike and Grilled Saga. There you go. Uh, don't Grilled, don't say I don't do anything for you, okay? Don't say it. Guys... Very quickly, we're going to wrap up the show with this. The plug. Just where I plug everything at the end. Again, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Radio mic. Little as a dollar a month. You get the pattern mics, which will be going up. And of course, the Overflow, which is up right now. As you're listening to this, you can hear the Overflow podcast. So go and get it in your ears for a dollar. Talking the entire itinerary of my trip to Sydney to record Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project, um, more information on kind of what we do and how we kind of produce that show and how it all goes down and different kind of funny things that happened as I was hanging out with HA and a uh, and uh, Web Jazz over the weekend. So if you are uh, interested in hearing a little bit more on kind of the production side, oh, and also here's another tease. Uh, at the 100 Rap party, I will, over on the Overflow podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, I, at the 100 Overflow party, spoke to comedian Becky Lucas, hilarious comedian, and tried to convince her that a certain TV show was the best TV show ever made Find out what it was over on the Overflow podcast right now for a dollar and you get a whole month's worth of them as well. So that's what you get. Bit of remembering project stuff this week and I'll tell you the story about uh, me trying to convince Becky Lucas about a certain TV show being the best TV show of all time. Harry Potter and the Boys continues. There are generally Owl Post episodes up, which are just listener messages and a bit of fun news and memey kind of stuff about Harry Potter. And then the main episodes go up on Thursday. Sammy Gallup has joined me again this week for, I believe, Chapter 4, Mr. Mooney Shop of Dark Magic. If you are in Melbourne or anywhere, really, that, that you can access any radio station, uh, I will be on 3AW from now on at 1.45pm on Thursdays with DD Dunleavy talking trending topics on the internet. Um, and, of course, those go up as compilations. The YouTube is popping Got a video up at the moment, which is actually... Uh, My experience working on The 100 with Andy Lee, if you want to know about that, head there. I also did a video ranking all the starter Pokemon from all the Pokemon games. If you were interested in that as well, go and check that out over on the YouTube. More videos up, more videos going up all the time and on the Lovable Nerd podcast feed, which are just MP3 rips of my YouTube uh, videos. Oh, and the other thing I need to plug... There is a YouTube channel, Radio Mike Podcast Clips. You can find it on my main channel, but it's a separate channel where I'm putting up clips now from the podcast. I'm putting up, you know, five to 10 minute highlight clips. Um, I'd love for you to subscribe and tr- and I want to try and grow that as well. I'm servicing it now. I found just a really easy way of uploading clips. Shareable and uh, show your friends, play them. If you think something's funny or interesting, share them with your friends. I would love for you to subscribe to that Radio Mike Podcast Clips please do it. It really, really helps. I know it's hard to see that it helps, but it genuinely does really, really help to keep everything running. And uh, yeah, the clips are all up there. You can find them in a playlist on the main channel. So if you ever bored or just want to catch up on the podcast or just binge listen to a bunch of stuff I've done from the podcast, there are clips there. You can just put a playlist of clips on, have them in the background while you're doing stuff, hear me talk about all kinds of stuff, new clips going up almost every third day or every third or second, third or fourth day at the moment. So please go and check that out. Would really appreciate. If you can't Patreon, paypal.me slash mic. If you even just want to donate a dollar to $12 for your yearly subscription, I'll send you all the Patreon bonus episodes if you send me a message asking for them. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Again, I do a lot of reels and TikToks and stuff. Like the content is pumping to get as many eyes across it as possible. If you like one, particularly on Instagram, sharing it in the group chat or sharing something on your story and tagging me, like, again, that really helps grow the podcast and get more eyes across it and get more people seeing it and finding the pod. So if you if you think something's funny, please, please share it. Um, and get in touch with me. That's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the overflow up on Patreon now. My name's been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. I'm a very kind young man, and some of your older staff could learn a lot from me. Don't lie to me, because I'll see you. If I see you, I'll see you in the Dream Factory tonight. Will Kennedy, finish your farm project, and uh, 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 there's a new one I've been doing, but I forgot it, so I'll do it next week. So long, suckers. You're not suckers. I love you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. This episode of 20th Century Boy was sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Head to manscaped.com and use the code RADIOMIKE for 20% off your next purchase and free worldwide shipping. That's code RADIOMIKE with no spaces for 20% off your next purchase at manscaped.com. Thanks for listening. Now go and shave your bloody balls. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch, radiomikepod at (laughs) gmail.com.